It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Monday edition of the show. A lot to get to a very eventful weekend and not in the good way if you're a BYU football fan. We'll recap everything that happened as BYU will have a bye week once again this week. Also need to talk about BYU entering the national polls for the first time in a while. Where do they check in and what's the significance of that? We'll break it all down on today's edition of the podcast. It is all brought to you in part today by our good friends over at Built Bar as well as All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of them here in just a little bit. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 14th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. A reminder for you guys before we get going here, just make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from because we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about every day as well as insider tidbits you will not find anywhere else. So big thank you once again for your continued support of this podcast. All right, let's kick off the show with the good news today. Let's start off with that. We'll get to the bad news here in just a moment. And that is that BYU is ranked in the top 25 for the first time in quite some time. It's the first time since 2018 when the Cougars rose as high as number 20 in the season after starting the season 3-1 and one with wins over Arizona as well as a win over number 6 Wisconsin at Camp Randall Stadium. Well, the Cougars have played one game this season. It was a 55-3 drubbing of the Naval Academy. And as such, BYU being rewarded for their efforts in addition to a smaller field of candidates. Let's be honest about this. 74 teams, if I'm not mistaken, playing football this fall across the country. BYU considered to be, you know what, one of the upper echelon with the power threes they're calling them or and then also the group of, what, three. So you look at it and I think BYU is being rewarded for very strong outing. And as such, BYU checked in earlier yesterday at number 22 in the Amway coaches poll. I call it the SID poll because I think very few coaches actually take the time to fill out this top 25 poll. I think it's a sports information director who probably uh, shoves a piece of paper with the 25 teams in front of the coaches. This look good to you, coach. They look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do your thing. Sign off on it. Whatever. The one that really matters to me, I think, is the AP Top 25. The media members who take the time to do this, not being compensated for this, by the way, speaking of the Top 25 from the Associated Press, they've rewarded BYU with a number 21 overall ranking. The highest ranking in the poll, according to what we saw across all of the pollsters, was Kirk Bowles from the Austin American Statesman. He apparently has a lot of respect for BYU because he has the Cougars at number 8. In the country, he has them as a top 10 team. I believe there were nine uh, pollsters who did not have BYU in the top 25, but BYU, as it stands, is the number 21 team in the country. And now, on to the disappointing news, and that is that BYU was expecting to have a top 25 showdown with Army this coming Saturday. As many of you have heard, and if you haven't, I think you might have been off the grid all weekend long, and that is that BYU and the 
and Army have postponed their game for this coming Saturday due to a, quote, result of a small number of positive COVID-19 test results and the resulting tracing exposures within the BYU football program. A mutual decision was made to postpone the football game on September 19th between Army and BYU. The quote continues here from BYU's release. The decision was made after consultation with the BYU administration, state public health officials, and medical advisors, and in coordination with the leadership at Army West Point. So there you go. BYU had their game postponed with Army, which was supposed to be a TV slot that you couldn't get any other time if you're BYU, I'm not going to lie. The fact that BYU was slated to play at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Big CBS. This is the National Game of the Week window in the Southeastern Conference. BYU and Army were going to get an absolutely stellar TV slot, and now it's off. But I give credit, actually, to Army here for just a moment. They're pushing on with this. Mike Buddy, uh, their athletic director, took to social media yesterday asking uh, for people to help them out find an opponent for this coming Saturday. I don't blame them one bit. I think some BYU fans took it as a slight that Army would just kind of go right over the top of BYU and try and schedule a game. Here's the deal. BYU's players, their testing protocols, whatever it may be that went into this, yielded positive results. So BYU can't play this game this week. Plain and simple. Army wants to play. They obviously were planning on playing. They probably already begun their game prep for BYU until they found out that that game is being postponed. As it stands right now, it appears that BYU probably won't face Army this season if the Black Knights are able to schedule another opponent for this coming Saturday. The only open date for both programs currently that I saw was the weekend of November 28th. That is also Thanksgiving weekend. That's right around the time when Army really begins to narrow their preparation for their annual clash with their top rival in Navy. Uh, game is expected to take place in Philadelphia, but I don't know that that game gets scheduled if Army gets a game scheduled for this coming Saturday. Army already has three FCS opponents on the schedule. I think at this point, if they were going to get an opponent, it probably would be an FCS team that you would sign up to play in that slot. I don't know how CBS would handle that after having a potential top 25 matchup in that CBS slot and then maybe having a G5 versus FCS matchup. It's probably not as appealing to them. But regardless, this is a missed opportunity for BYU. There's no doubt about it. It's unfortunate because everything I've heard about this, and I know a lot of people out there and you guys listening to this podcast are probably on, Jake, what do you know? How many players tested positive? Who tested positive? I've gotten texts all weekend long about that from people that know me. I can tell you this much. I do have some information about BYU, but I don't have the specifics that you're looking for. I do have people telling me that BYU did have positive tests inside the football program. That has yielded the reason why they can't play this game. One thing I think is being overlooked here is that New York state law with regards to restrictions on travel from COVID restrict travel from certain parts of the country, Utah included, if a traveling party has had contact with individuals who have tested positive for COVID or who have individuals in that traveling party who have had COVID or tested positive for COVID. That is exactly what BYU is facing right now. I know a lot of you are saying, well, why couldn't BYU just isolate these guys and travel the rest of the team to West Point? Hey, I'd love to see that happen. But additionally, under what I understand about the New York law about travel with COVID is if you're a known associate of somebody who has tested positive for COVID-19, 
that also makes you ineligible to travel into the state of New York where West Point Army's main campus is located. So there you go. That's a big part of this I don't think people are paying attention to. Yes, it would be nice if BYU could take whatever players, quarantine them for two weeks, and take the rest of their team and go play a game. That would be marvelous. That's not how things operate in the new reality, folks. If you have a team or teammates inside a team that test positive, well, guess what? Every teammate that they have come in contact with for longer than, I believe, five minutes has to undergo contact tracing. All of the logistics to get this game off the ground for BYU, if they were able to manage everything and have everybody retest and they test negative, all the different logistics that would have gone into that would have made it near impossible for BYU to both prepare for a game and also handle all of those issues while also traveling to West Point this week. I believe it was a cavalcade of different things that came together that are going to preclude this game from happening. And it's disappointing. There's no doubt about it because you wanted to see BYU and Army face off. I have watched Army's games, both of them that they have played to this point against both Middle Tennessee State and the University of Louisiana at Monroe. And I felt like Army was going to be what BYU expected to see from Navy. I still felt like BYU probably would have been the favorite in the game. Army checked in at number 22 in the AP poll this week, so it would have been a top 25 showdown. And there's actually a very strong possibility, had this game not been postponed, that College Game Day would have gone to West Point to celebrate this game and have some fun. Everything I keep talking about here, guys, you're probably thinking, wow, this is just piling on BYU. Well, guess what? I understand that there have been some parties going on in Provo that have been, well, you know what, publicized for their lack of making sure that the correct, I guess, protocols are being held. And you know what, whether your politics are playing into this, whatever you might believe about it, the simple fact of the matter is BYU has had a game postponed that most likely is going to be canceled at this point. I don't see BYU and Army playing this season, folks. I really don't. I want to be wrong on that. But everything I'm reading about this, seeing how Army's going about trying to schedule a game for this coming Saturday, makes me think that Army said, you know what, BYU? Thanks, but no thanks. We're going to move on and find somebody else that can play, etc. It's disappointing. Now BYU turns their attention, I think, to getting ready for Troy. And it's going to be a 19-day gap between games for BYU. And as Greg Rubel pointed out on social media last night on Twitter, it's the longest gap between games for BYU football since games around September 11th, 2011 were rescheduled in the aftermath of the national tragedy. It's going to be a long gap between games for BYU football. And simply put, it's disappointing. There's no doubt about it. We'll talk a little bit more about what I make of this and what BYU is doing to get things back in order ahead of their home opener against Troy here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Built Bar, guys. Built Bars are the most delicious tasting protein bars on the market, bar none. I legitimately crave these protein bars. I have never craved a protein bar in my life. I can tell you this much. I've had many of them that have either been too chalky, have been dry as a bone, just not taste good. So many different reasons why I did not like them. I can tell you this much, though. Built Bar is the antithesis of all of that. It's delicious. It tastes like a candy bar. And like I said, I crave them every day. They've been a big part of my current uh, journey on weight loss, trying to get myself in better shape. And you know what? Built Bars have been a great part of that for me. You can go to BuiltBar.com, learn more about this company, find out what they've got going on. 
All built bars are high protein, high fiber, but low sugar and low calorie, guys. They're perfect for the health conscious guy or gal. I would encourage you guys to check it out. 18 different flavors as well. Regardless of whatever you like to eat, whatever type of flavor you like, I guarantee that Built Bar's got one that'll fit your palate, guys. I love Built Bar. And right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll get $10 off your next order. Doesn't matter if you're a longtime customer like myself or if you're a brand new customer. $10 off your next order. It's a significant savings on the best taste, best tasting, excuse me, protein bars on the market, guys. Once again, go to builtbar.com, use that promo code locked on, save $10 off your next order, and thank us later for the best tasting protein bars on the market. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So where does BYU go from here is probably what you're wondering after what we just talked about with regards to the BYU-Army matchup. You have a top 25 ranked team, but the issue is now BYU turning their attention to Troy, which is their next game on the schedule. Well, first thing is to make sure that BYU gets everything in order that they can resume practices and have that game take place as scheduled. You don't want to see any more games marred by a postponement or cancellation if you're BYU football because it, it's not a good look in the national eye when you have a team that goes out, has a big-time opponent, and then also has another high-profile game immediately afterwards, and it's postponed due to positive COVID tests. I don't know where the positive COVID test came in, with regards to the BYU football program. We don't know if it was players, staff members, coaches. We don't know who tested positive. We just know that the announcement said a small number of positive COVID-19 test results and the resulting tracing exposures within the BYU football program caused the postponement. Well, BYU now will conduct small group workouts all this week until cleared to resume full team practices. I think that's going to include multiple rounds of testing to make sure that all individuals who may have tested positive test negative multiple times before they're allowed to resume getting around their teammates. I would think that any player that did test positive probably is going to be under quarantine for the 14 days that are recommended by all the different CDC, WHO, all the different entities who are kind of handling this pandemic at the, what we call it, the global level. But I think you look at it and BYU has to make sure that they get their ducks in a row. I'm guaranteeing that there are coaches in that football program who have just spoken out very strongly to their players and said, you know what? This is a privilege to play football, not a right. You guys can't go hose around with your friends, whatever it might have been that caused this, and guess what? And think that you're just going to show up and we're going to play football regardless. That's simply not going to happen. And I hope that that message is being heard loud and clear by BYU staff members, coaches, family members associated with these football players. Everybody involved in the BYU football family need to get it through that they have to go out there and be vigilant and smart about how they're going about things. I understand that there have been zero hospitalizations for student athletes or students in general across college campuses that I've seen multiple people send tweets to me of those tables and say there's zero hospitalizations. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter. There's been zero hospitalizations. Here's the simple fact of the matter, folks. BYU does not want to be on the wrong side of a PR war that they cannot win. It's as simple as that. Let's be frank about this. 
BYU, I think that the players, the coaches, the BYU administration understand, you know what, the risks of a student athlete here at BYU dying from COVID-19 are relatively low. And you can come at me and fire all things at me. Go right on ahead. I'm at Jacob C. Hatch. I would be happy to hear you out. I'm just going off what this is my perception. This is me stepping up on the soapbox for a minute here. I think that all these individuals, all parties involved, understand the risks of playing football amidst a global pandemic with COVID-19. We understand it's a deadly thing. It's caused hundreds of thousands of deaths in this country alone, millions worldwide. We get that. But the simple stats say that the risk of a student athlete dying from this without without having any other exterior factors, whether it's a pre-existing condition or conditions, all the qualifiers that go into that are relatively low. The issue is BYU needs to be working in concert with the rest of their working public. And that means that the athletic directors across the country for a guy like Tom Homo, they can't see BYU out there hosing around thinking that we're just going to do whatever we're going to do and you guys will schedule games against this. BYU has to be playing the PR game at all times amidst all of this, just like everybody else is. There have been multiple games who have been postponed in addition to BYU, but BYU is looked at as a beacon, I think, that's held up on a different standard that's both created by themselves as well as what they aspire to be. And whether that's good or bad, your look at it may be one way or the other. I completely understand this. I'm coming down on what I think is happening here. BYU doesn't want to get into a PR war that they can't win. They're conscious of how they're perceived in the public more so than I think a lot of universities are around the country. And that goes for both good and bad with BYU. They stick to their guns. They always have. I have worked around BYU my entire life, whether that's as a fan, a media member, a guy who's got family that works at BYU. There are so many different things I have connections to with regards to Brigham Young University. And one thing I will wholeheartedly endorse and stick to is that BYU sticks to their guns no matter what. For good or bad, they stick to their guns. That's a credit to them. Here's the issue, though. If BYU does have players who are going out there and saying, you know what, it doesn't matter what we do, we're going to play football regardless, that's a bad look for guys like Tom Homo and the BYU Athletic Administration and BYU by extension. They are not going to put up with that. I would believe, and this is my belief, this is not me reporting anything, is that there have been multiple meetings already over this weekend with BYU's football players and probably the extension of their student-athletes across the whole spectrum saying, you know what, you guys need to wise up. We understand that you're young, you think that you've got the world by the tail, you guys have so many things going for you that you think that nothing's going to slow you down. Here's what's going to slow you down. We could nix this football season in a heartbeat. How bad would that suck? I know BYU fans would have a conniption fit over that, and any of you listening to this are probably thinking, wow, that would suck. Me as a media member, that would suck doubly so for me. You probably saw some of the podcasts I did over the summer where I was really down when it looked like BYU might not play football this fall. I have been geeked that the Cougars were lining up and they kicked off that game and absolutely dominated Navy. That was so much fun. But to see a game like this against Army that was on national television, over-the-air television, KUTV2 here locally in the state of Utah, has been canceled due to positive tests inside the program, I guarantee that there have been all kinds of warnings being put out by coaches, administrators, to everybody involved with this saying, you guys need to wise up. We need to tighten up our act because guess what? We look bad now in the public eye. We need to be better than this. 
I hope that they, that message hits home because if it doesn't, it might be the only game BYU plays all year, speaking of the Navy game. BYU's not going to go out there and let these players think that they are going to dictate the terms. We know what's dictating the terms is this virus that is affecting thousands and millions and billions of lives around the world. It's simple fact of the matter is BYU will not let these players think that they can just run willy-nilly, do whatever the hell they want, and get away with it. It will not happen. And I hope that that message gets home to these players, the coaches, the staff members, everybody involved with the BYU football program. They get things in order, and then we have a game against Troy in, what, two weeks. That's what I'm hoping happens here. But I cannot emphasize enough that these players, they need to understand that playing football is a privilege. It's not a right. All right, I'll step off my soapbox now. We'll get to one other thing before we go on today's show I wanted to touch on. It's a different sport for BYU, but good to see them back on the field. Speaking of the women's soccer program, we'll get to that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, guys. All Guard Pest Control is a fantastic company based right here in Utah, and they can handle any and all pest control needs. Residential, commercial, no matter what it is, they can handle it. Seth and his team are the best of the best. They have the expertise, the know-how. They just have everything that they need to make sure that your project or whatever you need for your pest control needs is handled efficiently, expertly, and for a good price. This is a company based in Utah County, but they're capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, even under the Tooele and Wasatch Counties, if you really need them, guys. They're happy to travel to you, and they're also taking the utmost precautions right now with COVID-19. They're wearing masks. They're wearing gloves. If you want them to spray on the outside of your home, but not the interior, they're happy to do that. They will customize your services to what you expect and also what you're comfortable with. Give them a call. 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Let them know that Locked On Cougar sent you. Seth and his team are big-time BYU fans. They're happy to help out any of the fellow Cougar fans if you need pest control services. I trust this company to take care of my home. I hope you guys will trust them to take care of yours. That's All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812, or you can go online to learn more about them at allguardpestcontrols.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, one thing to hit on before we go on today's show, guys, and that is that some of you may have seen this Saturday night. It was on BYU TV, but BYU Women's Soccer, obviously their season has been disrupted due to COVID-19, just like everything else, and they don't know when they're actually going to be able to play again. Their season has officially been postponed, according to the West Coast Conference. We'll see if they're able to get on the field, maybe coming up in the spring. Who knows what's going to happen, but... I hope they're able to get on the field sooner rather than later. But they did do something cool, and they got their players on the field for their annual blue and white scrimmage Saturday night at Southfield. Michaela Coulihan, one of the senior leaders for this team, had a hat trick and added two assists in the in the match on Saturday night. A big congratulations to her. Uh, the blue team had 11 shots in the first half, while the black team tallied seven. Actually, kind of a cool color scheme that BYU wore. They wore black jerseys with royal accents and also the royal blue jerseys as well. I thought it was kind of a cool look to see those when you would have thought, okay, well, blue and white scrimmage, why are they not wearing white jerseys and their traditional navy jerseys? It was cool to see them actually bring out some of the different looks that they can possibly wear this coming season. 
And a big congratulations nonetheless to see the Cougars combining for 40 shots officially in the match, 18 of them on goal. As I mentioned, Coulihan with three goals, two assists, and 10 shots of her own. Uh, senior Cassidy Smith led the goalkeepers with six saves. And now BYU women's soccer kind of looks towards, okay, what are we going to see with the rest of our season? They don't know when they're going to play next, but it was fun to see them finally get on the field and finally see some action against one another. And hopefully they can continue to do this. I actually be in favor of BYU TV doing this with both volleyball, uh, the cross country programs. If they want to run a race, you could televise that. You'd have golf. You could do so many different things with BYU TV. And I know that BYU TV is pushing a lot of the sports onto their online, uh, the web formats to watch these sporting events. But you know what? Give these student-athletes an opportunity to participate in the sports they're here to play. It's tough enough for them to play and practice and go through all the different things they have to do each and every day while not knowing if and when their sport's going to resume action this year. That's tough. So it'd be cool to see BYU step up and say, you know what? We can have some intra-squad scrimmages that are going to be pretty good because BYU's got a lot of good athletes, especially across the women's volleyball and women's soccer uh, scene. That are Their seasons have been disrupted right now. They've been postponed by the West Coast Conference. Why not get them onto the court, if you're speaking of the women's volleyball program, or back onto Southfield for the women's soccer program, and televise it every few weeks until you hear back more on the season? I think it'd actually be a good thing for BYU sports fans to see these teams and keep them in the public eye when so easily they can kind of go, I think, overlooked. So regardless, a big congratulations to women's soccer on having that blue and white scrimmage. I tip my cap to them. It was cool to see them do that. Uh, Hopefully, like I said, you can see more of this going forward. I hope that the West Coast Conference will have some guidance for them going forward as well, saying, you know what, here's what you guys can and can't do with all of this. There's so many different things to handle in that regard, but... It was fun just for a night to see women's soccer finally back on the pitch. Uh, Greg Rebell on the call, calling the action. It was just really cool to see. And like I said, I would like to see more of this from BYU in the interim until they know more about what they're going to do, whether that's going to push the season into the spring, etc. There's so many unknowns with this virus that it would be cool to see BYU, you know what, control what you can control. We've talked a lot about this over the past few weeks for BYU football, controlling the controllable. Well, you know what, for BYU sports in general, if the only thing you can control is having intra-squad scrimmages, why not put some of these top 25 caliber teams on the field and court together and let them go to work and uh, entertain BYU fans? Why not do it? So just kind of my two cents on that, but it was cool to see the women's soccer program in action. So big congratulations uh, to them. Uh, I believe it was a 5-2 to final for the blue team over the black team, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to double check on that. My apologies for not knowing that offhand, but I believe it was 5-2 to two was the final for women's soccer. And hopefully we see more of this. And I think it was really cool to see and a big congratulations to them once again. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. I was on fire today. I will freely admit that. I've been really kind of sitting back, talking to people over the weekend, and just getting more and more fired up. I was hoping to do a, a podcast in the immediate aftermath of the of the game for BYU and Army being canceled, but had some family obligations that precluded me from doing so. So you know what? You got the pent-up emotion of Jay Catch on today's show. So, hey... Send your thoughts to me on social media. You can search out the show on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, at Locked on Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to send me a missive there, you can do so at Jacob C. Hatch. And feel free to email the show anytime. The email address for this podcast 
is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. BYU will have media availability today for with Kalani Satake as well as quote-unquote select players. We'll bring some of that to you guys, what they have to say about the cancellation or the postponement of this game against Army and where they go to from here. So we'll have more on tomorrow's show of that. But be back with us again tomorrow. It should be a lot of fun. And like I said... Hopefully won't be as fired up as today's podcast. Maybe I will. Who knows? You never know what you're going to get with this podcast each and every day. All right, that'll do it. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 14th, 2020. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day